This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of Killer Hangover Podcast podcast where we talk about true crime paranormal and cocktails my name is beth and i'm bettina oh episode 144 we are going to be talking about the state of nevada Nevada. okay yes (laughs) oh i wrote this up a little while ago whenever i had time and i'm so excited to share the true crime that i have this week i'm pretty excited to sh- share mine also sh- share mine sh- also. Sh- <laughs> oh mom look how cute your haircut is you think yes yeah like it was it. pretty damaged after the show so i just said cut it off man i want to do something different what happened during the show that damaged your hair well you know i had permed it several months ago and oh then, like all the curls i see and then i curled it pretty tight to be in the time period that my actress was in and it just or my character was in and so i just said cut it off i can't stand burnt ends i absolutely can't stand them i like burnt ends as far as i was me. just gonna say i love barbecue burnt ends what are you talking about <laughs> but i do not like hair burnt ends at all those that are watching on youtube it's going to be really funny to see how mom's hair changes because her hair grows really fast and she gets really bored really fast so her hair changes a lot like i mean since i've known you which is like my whole life obviously you've had like a a bajillion different haircuts colors styles (laughs) you do but it's been a while since it's been this short Mm -hmm. are you having fun styling it or because it's easier so easy it's so (laughs) easy i just like flip flap here we go i'm done (laughs) flip flap you just wake up and flip flop um there's this really funny thing going around on tiktok right now that it's like behind every girl with long hair and then it has like you have to scroll to the next picture and it's like is a little girl the bowl cut and I was like that is so me (laughs) my mom always cut my sisters and my hair so short when we were little I didn't cut it but not you but had it cut it was always so 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 short so now that my hair is long I'm like I'm never cutting it again (laughs) Well, that must have been just when you were really young, because I've got pictures of you with long hair when you were young. So never like past my shoulders ever. Well, I'm sorry if your hair doesn't grow very fast. No, you always had it cut so short. 
it was like pixie cut or bowl cut little katie always had a bowl cut when she was really little her hair oh just gosh. did not grow very fast and mine so didn't really either fly away cute little thing we'll be celebrating her wedding soon i'm so excited i know it'll be fun it'll as be it's fun. getting closer i know this last episode i was like i don't know i am so excited as it's getting closer yep it's gonna be so much fun so i have the true crime this week mom has the paranormal and the cocktail i I am drinking a beer from casey beer co a dunkel has nothing to do with any of the stories or anything i just wanted to uh drink a beer i deserved a a beverage (laughs) but mom you have a cocktail this week I do what are you drinking i have a cocktail this cocktail is <laughs> what this cocktail is the clown penis cocktail no no <laughs> may i ask why it's called that nobody knows <laughs> i am so gonna just name a cocktail like the clown the clown penis I changed some things, of course, but one, it has to do with my topic. Two, it's really easy. A clown to penis. <laughs> you were gonna get banned on YouTube. <laughs> oh, we aren't. <laughs> okay, so what is in a clown penis? <laughs> I don't want to know. It's <laughs> so wrong. One ounce smoky scotch and five ounces cider. Okay. So. Ooh, cider. Look at you heading to the fall. I I went to the liquor store, right? Because I know nothing about You know nothing about clown penises, I know. Well, (laughs) let me tell you. So I walk in there and I'm like, I need help. I've got two, two ingredients for this recipe and I need help. So they're like, okay. And I said, I need a crisp cider. The guy goes, okay, this it's apple. What? Angry, angry orchard. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Angry yeah, orchard. that's a hard cider. Yeah. And he goes, and it's got 8% alcohol. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. That's a lot. I guess I'll take that. He goes, it's got 8% alcohol. I'm like, dude, wow. I don't need to get drunk. I just need a cider and I'm not particularly fond of ciders they're too sweet so I didn't want to get the whole case or even six pack so I got the one big (laughs) big one and he's like it's got eight percent alcohol wow and he's like I don't know anything about scotch we'll get the owner so he came and I go yeah I don't want to spend 75 to 90 dollars on the smoky scotch that you have because I personally don't even like scotch so do you have any alcohol that's smoky and he's like yeah you know of course there's mezcal which Mm -hmm. this probably would be good with mezcal um and then he's like I have a smoky bourbon and it's actually made in Kansas City and they smoke it um in the barrel but they also smoke the bottle the inside of the bottle before they uh, that's cool or the whiskey bourbon in. what's the name of yeah the I, bourbon? Should, I should have that <laughs> so you're telling a story about 
what alcohol you ended up getting, but you don't know the name of the alcohol. I need to go down and get that bottle, don't I? Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay. I love smoky bourbons, but this is called Smoky Valley Distillery, Kansas. Marquette? 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 Uh, smoke straight bourbon whiskey. Oh. Here we go. Anyway, it could be smokier as far as I'm concerned, but <laughs> this is what you got. So I just pretty much, and I go, yeah, I have a podcast and um, my daughter and I have a podcast and we have cocktails in the podcast and I'm covering this topic. And then um, I said, the cocktail I'm making. Oh cloudy. my God. What was his response to the name of the cocktail? He's like, oh, <laughs> So you don't even know why it's called that? They don't either. The people who made it don't. That's weird. Okay. So it's one ounce scotch or bourbon and five ounces cider. Uh, Mix the ingredients together with ice. Serve in a glass, a highball glass, and top with more cider. So is it just regular cider that it's calling for or hard cider? Uh, It just says cider. But I got hard cider, I guess. Why not? Yeah. It says so. Co- you literally made your own cocktail. So let's. Yeah. Can I still call name. it that? <laughs> I mean, let's I find a prettier name. <laughs> no, I, I I actually like the name. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I knew I'd drive you crazy with it, so you know. <laughs> It said that the clown penis cocktail is popular drink that has gained. Oh, it is. I hear about it all the time. Clown penis, clown penis. It's just never ends. Everybody wants wants a clown penis. It never ends. (laughs) The history and origins. Well, the origin of the clown penis cocktail is unknown. (laughs) The name of the drink is considered to be a humorous take on the appearance of the cocktail. Wait. What? That doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't, but that's what it says. It's a brown drink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is refreshing. I have to say it is refreshing. That's probably because of the cider. Mm. Um, And then it's not super sweet because the sweetness is cut down with the bourbon or I guess scotch if you're a scotch drinker. Your hard cider usually isn't that sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. It's too sweet for me. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I think got... Alex thinks the same. He's not a fan of any kind of cider. Sparkling cider, hard cider, regular cider. Yeah. It's not Maybe usually... sparkling Ooh, cider, I don't know, would be better. I don't know. But this is what I have. <laughs> so, And it's from mm. homedrinkmenu.com. So I have you... a bunch of recipes I'm going to start making and putting together for spooky season right around the corner and a lot of them called for ciders so i'm not like educated in ciders or anything but i was just looking into because some recipes are like you need sparkling cider or you need hard cider regular cider so i was like what does this mean so that's why i oh see you're more versed I am, than i am because i am not at all maybe i was supposed to have sparkling cider i really don't know but i have had habanero cider and it was. I was literally just about to say, Mom, have you ever heard of habanero? Habanero? 
I don't know, a spicy cider. I had, uh, it was like a, I think it was like even a hatch chili cider. Yeah. Holy cow. It was so delicious. good. Yeah. That is honestly that, that now I'll take that cider any day. So Habanero yummy. or hatch or anything. You put the hottest pepper and cider. I'm all about that. Oh, that was so good. I just have a dunkle. Cheers, mom. Are we ready for our stories? Cheers, my dear. Take it away. Okay. So baby girl, my baby girl uh, has reached that oh so lovely four month sleep regression. Yay. Just in time for the beginning of school, the school year. So great. So, and she's a nursing baby. So she gets up a lot more. Uh, so if she gets up at four 30 to nurse and I finally get her down, why would I go back to bed when I have to get up at five 30 anyway, to get the boys up and going for school? So what do I do? Well, I will walk on the treadmill or I'll just enjoy my coffee in peace on the deck or I'll watch something. So I have been watching the original unsolved mysteries. I'm talking the original ones from 1988 and you can watch these on peacock um but episode 16 had me very curious and very intrigued and i was like i'm totally covering this story so this is the story of kathy hobbs kathy was a little girl who she had a pretty uh normal childhood and we can't really say normal but basically a regular childhood uh and it seemed around the age of eight years old according to sources that kathy started telling her parents that she did not want to grow up i think that's pretty normal at least for my kids uh they're five and seven and the five-year-old i mean they both are like i love being a kid i never want to grow up right and my five-year-old has been convinced by his papa my dad that if he sleeps upside down, he won't grow. And I've actually discovered him a few times attempting this. Um, <laughs> sweet, sweet boy. At first, Kathy's requests to stay a child were just like my boys, just very innocent. Until one night, Kathy told her mom, her mom's name is Vivian, I don't want to get any older. And Vivian responded with, I know it's hard, but it's just something we all have to do. And Vivian remembers Kathy looking up at her, tears welling in her eyes. And she said, but I'm not going to. Oh, Kathy was adamant from a very young age that she was going to die when she turned 16 years old. Some say, oh, there's that some say again from that last episode. Sorry. Uh, I guess that's just going to be my new catchphrase (laughs) every time. Beth says some say let's just take a drink (laughs) I say it a lot I'm sorry some say that this premonition or what have you came from the emotional change uh, some even called a trauma that she was going through at the age of eight when her parents got divorced it's very Mm -hmm. traumatic when your family is totally changed the dynamic has changed your parents get divorced And they say that maybe all the emotions from that caused this 
feeling that she wasn't she was gonna die at 16 or what have you she was really close with her dad but the court ordered her to live with her mom and her baby sister and she'd see her dad on the weekends but this belief that she was gonna die at 16 was very overwhelming for Kathy she talked about it all the time and she actually started to socially withdraw from friends just kind of hide out in her room she wouldn't leave the house she's basically like I'm gonna die so it doesn't matter you wonder Um, where 16 comes in why 16 I don't know she just she always said that another thing that was pretty traumatic was when she was in middle school one of her only friends passed away with uh, a heart condition she had a heart condition and she died and Kathy took that horribly so then she's dealing with the trauma of that her parents although divorced they worked they co-parented very well together and they were trying to figure out a way to help their daughter get out of this funk and this negative idea that she was going to die at 16 so they decided a good idea would be to move and maybe change the scenery and get away from the death of her friend and just try to a fresh start somewhere would do her some good. So they moved to Las Vegas, Nevada. So all of them just picked up and moved, even though they were divorced. Wow. Yes. So when I think of Las Vegas, I think about casinos, burlesque shows, Zach Bagans museum. Like I think about that. I forget it. it's also a residential area too. I mean, I actually, I have friends that live there. I have a bunch of friends actually from college that moved there with their families that live there. So it's not just some big party place. I've actually never been to Vegas. Have you been to Vegas? Mm-hmm. You have? I've yeah. never been. So they moved to Vegas and Kathy lives with her mom and her baby sister in an apartment complex there. And at first, the transition seems to be a great idea. She gets out a lot. She makes she makes new friends at her school. And she actually makes some friends at the apartment complex as well. So her mom's like, this is fantastic. She starts to be oh, more good. social. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom later says that Kathy really adjusted very well to the move. Until around Christmas of 1986. And Kathy realized that come that following year, it was going to be her fateful 16th birthday. Okay. So she's 15 at this point. She's 15. She's going to be turning 16 in like that next year in a few months. And fear overtook her again. She started to stop socializing as much. She stopped talking to her friends, her family. And she just kept telling her parents again, I know I'm going to die. She was so scared and there was nothing anybody could do to convince her. Otherwise it was very overwhelming for everybody involved because now they're like, man, she's so adamant. Like some people are even questioning like, well, is this true? Like, how do you treat this Mm -hmm. until the morning came on April 20th, 1987, Kathy's 16th birthday. Vivian remembers it clearly. Kathy came running into her bedroom that morning. She was alive. I made it, mom. I made it. I'm 16 and I'm alive. She thought she was going to die like on her birthday. I think the whole family had this like shadow just lifted. 
I mean, she was so convinced she was going to die. Like I said, I think probably a lot of her family members thought, you know, were pretty convinced. Uh, so this whole shadow just starts to lift and she, her, even her little sister remembers she was just ecstatic. I am alive. So this burden's starting to lift off of their shoulders. They wouldn't have to live in fear anymore. It was a sigh of relief. And this 16th birthday was a new turn of events for Kathy. She became social again. Or, I mean, according to some resources for the first time, actually in her life, she became very social. She got out. She got out and about. She even started talking about her future and going to college. She wanted to go to college in California. Or she even considered following her her new obsession, her new passion of hair and makeup. And she loved doing hair and makeup. And she started uh, saving her money and going and getting makeup and just trying new looks all the time. And she started telling her mom that she was going to own a salon one day. And she was going to call it Cat's Cuts. So this burden's lifted off their shoulders. They're not living in fear anymore. She is just, she's really thriving. And she loved art, drawing. She really, really loved reading, especially romance novels. She loved the romance novels. A month after her birthday, now it's summer break. And again, she's social. She's out and about. She starts hanging out with her friends at the apartment complex pool pretty regularly. And she's reading. I mean, she's just devouring these romance novels. One hot summer night in July, Kathy is collapsed in her bed, pouring over one of her romance novels, and she finishes it. Ugh, she has to go get another one. I know the feeling when you just finish that really good book <laughs> and you're just like, especially if it's in a series, you're just like, oh my God, I have to go get the next yeah. one. Yeah, especially just, on audio. To... It's terrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so she finishes her book and she has to go get another one. Now it's around 11 o'clock at night. And although, yes, they're in a residential area, the complex was like a 10-minute walk from a pretty busy intersection. There was like a shopping center and stuff there. Um, This is Vegas. And Vegas is a 24-hour city or 24-hour town, however you want to look at it. And Vivian really wasn't very concerned when her daughter was like, hey, I'm going to go walk to the supermarket. I got to go get another book. Vivian's not terribly concerned. It's summer break. This was pretty normal for Kathy and she would probably go down to the pool and maybe grab a friend or two to walk with her. She wouldn't just go by herself. So she's like, yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Well, she I wouldn't grab that. her friends at 11 o'clock at night from the pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hanging out that, okay. Yeah. They're like 16, 17 year olds. They're just hanging out at the apartment complex pool. It would just be like a quick walk to the supermarket. So Vivian really wasn't concerned with Kathy saying, I want to go grab a book really fast. This isn't different for Vivian, but what was different was Kathy saying, okay, I'm heading out. Give me a kiss. Good night. And Vivian's like, well, I'll probably be awake when you get back. And Kathy said, well, you know, I might stop at the pool and hang out with my friends there, but so just give me a kiss. Good night. So the two say goodbye. She gives her a kiss and Kathy leaves. Vivian falls asleep shortly after Kathy leaves, but she's awoken at 3 a.m startled she has this horrible radiating pain in her head quote i suddenly woke up from a deep sleep it felt like i had been hit on the head then i had a very peaceful feeling and thought 
well, it's all over now. After that, I fell back asleep. What? The following morning, Vivian will find Kathy is nowhere to be found. This is very unlike Kathy. She was a very responsible girl. Vivian knew in her gut something was wrong. She calls the police and police start a search right away. They do a grid search. They post flyers. Uh, they get a hold of the media. They're putting her picture everywhere. Wow. The fact that they jumped on it right away. Where is Kathy? In the investigation, they question all of her friends and family. They discover that not one of her friends had seen her the night before. So when she had gone to the pool to go catch up with one of her friends, nobody was hanging out at the pool that night. So she must have just walked to the supermarket on her own. And they found that she actually had purchased a book. There were uh, there was a clerk that remembered her and they found through transactions done at the supermarket that a book had been purchased at 1116 that night, I think. Sorry, I lost my place again. Oh, at 1117 that night, the clerk remembered Kathy didn't remember any odd behavior or anything odd about the situation. Just Kathy came, got a book. Now, this is a very busy area. Police were hoping somebody would come forward if they saw something, uh, but no one ever did. They believed it could have been two people that took her because it was such a busy area. So maybe somebody was driving a driveaway car and somebody else pulled her into the vehicle with them, but there was no suspects. Nobody saw anything. And it just really wasn't looking good. Nine days after Kathy went missing, police got a call from a geologist out at Lake Mead, which is about an hour drive from Las Vegas. He had discovered a body. When police told Vivian that they were going to go assess the crime scene and see if they recognized the victim, she told them she knew it was Kathy. Jeez. Kathy was found deceased about 100 feet off a road by Lake Mead. She had been sexually assaulted and two bloody rocks near her body and the injuries to her skull told the story of how she had been killed. Kathy had died three months and three days after her 16th birthday. What do you think about that? It's crazy that her mother got this searing head pain at about the time that her daughter was probably killed. Potentially, sure. And, and, then, and then felt the in intense peace like mm -hmm. but what about the fact that kathy had been saying she was gonna die when she was 16 years old that's crazy and to find out that she was murdered so she's not she didn't take her own life at 16 no. she didn't no medical issues so it's not like she knew it was gonna happen because it was evident in right. any of her i just it's crazy to me cleaning out her bedroom after her death vivian found letters written from kathy to her and other family and friends the letters were dated one month before her 16th birthday so this is when she thought right. she was going she to die right quote dear mother in the event of my death you shall get this letter i hope you live happily and I don't want you or anyone else to dwell on my death. I love you all very dearly. You were good to me, and nobody else could have been a better mother. Keep me alive in your heart, 
and don't ever forget me. Love always, Kathy. It was heartbreaking as Vivian read this letter on Unsolved Mysteries. And then she like folds the letter up and she looks at the camera and she says, quote, she was a very good friend as well as being my daughter, unquote. And then the case went cold. Nobody knew, came forward with anything. One of the only promising leads was a call that was left on a message service with the police. It's like for tips and stuff that you can leave a message. And some guy called in in October, so three months after Kathy's body was found. And he said he had been out of town or else he would have called in earlier. I guess they don't have phones out of town, but. Or maybe he didn't know. Anyway, go ahead. He said he had witnessed something weird outside of that supermarket on the night of Kathy's abduction. He saw a young girl screaming and two men grabbing her. He said he knew one of the men's names was Robbie because the other man was yelling it. But the two men grabbed the girl, put her in their car and drove away. He described what she was wearing, pink pants and a white top which is what Kathy was wearing. And he wrote down the license plate number. Excuse police... me. Why don't you call the police right then and there? Don't you think? I mean, I know they don't have cell phones, but but, what... but let's wait three months. Cause I got to go out of town first. Obviously there's I, I don't a know. crime being committed right there. Oh my gosh. Uh, police run the tags right away and the plates are led nowhere. They were wrong. Um, and the man didn't leave his name or contact information, so they couldn't reach out to him. So they don't know if this was real or not. Plus, it was three months later, and Jeez. he could have known what she was wearing because the media was putting out beyond search for her yeah. and everything else. So it's just, it's just, it's it's stupid. I don't know what it was, what the point of it Very was. Stupid, yes. So I don't know if it was the killer calling in and just trying to see if they had leads or lead them in the wrong direction or I, I don't know. That's just a, who knows? So although it was an episode of unsolved mysteries and it seems the case went cold, some say there it is guys take a drink. I just did. <laughs> some say it was solved. Uh, evidence discovered during the conviction of a serial killer, Michael Lee Lockhart, showed that he may have been Kathy's killer. He had stolen a blue Toyota Celica in May of 87, and he drove it around until like November. And then he was finally caught and he was arrested. So fibers discovered at Kathy's crime scene supposedly matched fibers from that car. Okay. And credit card receipts and police tracking his whereabouts show that he was in Las Vegas at the time of her abduction and her murder. Plus the crimes that he was arrested and convicted for aligned with her and her situation. Um, he was convicted of murders in Texas, Indiana, Tennessee, and Florida, and he was executed in Texas in 1997. He confessed to the murder of a 16 year old. Her name was Wendy Gallagher in Griffith, Indiana, um, and he was convicted of her death. He pled guilty to the murder of a 14-year-old, yeah. Jennifer Cole Hoyer, in Land of Lakes, Florida. So these are young girls that he had abducted and killed. That's why it kind of aligns with Kathy. Uh, he also killed a police officer in Texas. 
he received life from two of these crimes and then he also re- then he received the death penalty the death penalty yeah now he said he committed more homicides but he never went into any more detail some resources said some say uh he even confessed to a murder in las vegas but many other resources basically stated that because he received the death penalty no other case that they suspected him for went through with any court proceedings or investigations which I'm sorry, but that makes me really mad. <laughs> it does, because it, it's still a victim that needs. I to understand be, it. May it's it's money, money spent. But how can they just lump Kathy's death into the deaths of a serial killer when they don't know for certain? I mean, maybe I, they I mean, do. Maybe they know more than we do. But th- think about that. How many homicides are just lumped? into like well you know he looks good for it it matches his mo yeah he he probably did it let's just put it in that number there for that serial killer and and here's another thing how common is a serial killer quote serial murder is a relatively rare event estimated to comprise less than one percent of all murders committed at any given year unquote and this is from the fbi.gov so that makes kathy's premonition even crazier if she really did die from a serial killer right if she really died from a serial killer like that just makes it even crazier and i was telling alex this story talking to him about all of this as i was researching it and so he was getting on like looking at different resources too and it was like 0.005 percent of deaths are of a serial killer so it's like it's it's so crazy that she had a premonition to die at 16 and then did but in such a rare if this guy did it indeed he did it right i guess this lockhart guy was compared to ted bundy he was pretty good looking he was very con like so like she got in the car she he enticed her to get in the car and she did Is that and her nobody everybody that knows her i mean think about it she was like a hermit essentially she would never have gotten into the car with somebody that she didn't know ever so was he working with somebody else i don't know all that aside what are your thoughts on essentially getting a premonition that she was going to die? Was she psychic? Did she just put it into the void? Like, did she just put it out there and yeah, but why then it manifested? Yeah. Like, oh. how, how, how do you, like, you know, when they say like, put it out into the universe and it'll come true. Okay. So she put it on the universe and she's going to die when she was 16. But again, by something so rare as a serial killer, like, or murdered it wasn't an accident it wasn't she was murdered i look at that put out into the void as something positive you put something positive out into the void and it comes back to you i don't see it as putting your death date down there and it comes back to you i don't know maybe she did have a sixth sense of some sort i mean you know maybe she did but at 16 and then three months later after she turned 16 she was killed by we still don't know for sure who i mean 
it points to this guy Lockhart Lockhart Mm -hmm. but yeah everything basically I mean that they've the police have released with the fibers found and the fact that that, he was in the area that's a really good tie is the fibers but and, and of course you know Beth they they might know a lot more than you and I I mean they might know a lot more than it's been released I just don't like that they just kind of clumped it in. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I mean, maybe they had enough leads so that they could establish that. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I just feel so, you know, I mean, he's dead, Mm -hmm. you know, good riddance. I just feel for the family, you know, you can't, I hate the word closure, but you can't put it to rest Mm -mm. totally because you don't know who stole their daughter's life you just don't know it's so sad but you did say that she was starting to live more carefree she did read those romance novels not saying you know but here's this handsome guy and she's turning a leaf she's living she's alive this handsome guy drives up in this car and hey you know you're really cute or whatever maybe they start talking somewhere And then he goes, hey, let's go for a ride or something. She's really just starting to live, you know, and she's like, yeah, I'm living is taking risks. I've lived this. I'm, I, I've lived until I was 16. So I'm going to start taking risks now and I'll live happily ever after. Yeah. With this handsome prince, you know, and unfortunately those books are fiction and I can see possibly her getting into a car with this handsome guy i don't know i mean it makes you sick he kills another 16 year old girl a 14 year old girl i mean who knows how many others that he killed i don't know know. why oh here i am on my soapbox but i don't know why these stupid people you know they're they're going to face death or they're in prison for the rest of their life why don't they just come out and say who they killed i know you know and where the bodies are and i know I just, I don't, I don't get that. I really don't. Oh, and they can't get punished anymore. What, they get another 135 years on top of their 500 years? I mean, they, or else they die a second time. Yeah. Just, and, I don't and like I said, it. some resources said that he did say he had more homicides and that one of them was in Las Vegas. So maybe that is true. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember, a lot of serial killers have no empathy. They mm-hmm. have no nothing besides they're narcissistic, and they have nothing out, no feeling outside of themselves, and so they wouldn't feel obligated to. They had like his last meal and his last words on the Wikipedia page on him. He said something like. You have me locked away and you think that this was so cruel, but you all treated me so nicely. And I found a family here in prison. prison. It was so weird. And I was going to share his last meal because people's last meals always really fascinate me. Me too. (laughs) Mom, what would your last meal be? What would yours be? Oh my gosh. I don't know. You'd have anything. I think I'd want I, I like... don't know why they allow anything. 
these people killed people. They don't deserve to have crab legs. I think I'd want like a lobster mac and cheese, like a really creamy. <laughs> that sounds so good with garlic bread. Mm. All the starch you could possibly have because it doesn't matter. And chocolate cake. <laughs> and then a big stout beer. <laughs> I think you can have that. Oh, well, thank you. Very full. We'll never find out what our last meal will be. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, the whole premonition thing really fascinated me. So, Patreon, just you wait. Oh, just you wait. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, mom. You ready for me? For me? I'm ready for you and your clown penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already got that. You're not getting any more of it. And I'm only oh, good. Back. That's fine. I don't, I'm good. Had enough. Thank you. <laughs> oh, come on. I just thought it was such a cool name. I didn't even look any further. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> All right. Here we go to more, well, definitely lighter and no premonitions here. Tanapah is a small town with a population of just under 2,500. And it is sits between um, like the Grand Canyon and Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. So in fact, I was like, I'm going here on my road trip next, next summer. And Tom goes, do you know how out of your way that is? <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't look at a map. <laughs> you need like, to, you really need to pinpoint some like haunted places. That's what you guys like, should be doing. Gina, that's totally out of your way. I said, okay, well, I want to go there sometime. Then. <laughs> you need to pinpoint like at least some haunted bars or something on your way. And so then when you are traveling, you can. You and I need to get Share it. together and do that. I mean, that'd be really fun. It. It'd be even fun if you did it with me. I would not do that to Alex. <laughs> I couldn't do that to Alex. <laughs> Poor kids. Bye. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Peace out. I'm going to go on a drinking trip <laughs> with my mother in search of ghosts. See ya. <laughs> it's our business. It's. <laughs> It's my job. That sounds almost as crazy as a drink called clown penis. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) All right. So Tonopah started off as a Native American campground. In the early 1900s, it became a small silver mining camp, uh, which, of course, brought a mining company and more mines, as well as prospectors from all around the U.S., and what was once a 14-man camp became a fast-paced settlement. So that's Tonopah. In 1905, the Tonopah Plague hit the town. 
Uh-oh. or so read the headlines. What it actually was, was a type of pneumonia. Mm. Um, interestingly, though, it only affected men, grown men, and it um, it ended up killing 56 of men. Um, and it was said that it was maybe caused by unsanitary conditions. But like I said, it only affected the grown men. It didn't affect women or children. Um, and then when Tonopah was a camp, the same illness affected the camp. Again, only the men and the camps in the surrounding areas were not affected. Interesting. I found that to be strange, even though it turned out to be just pneumonia. But bad enough, of course, to kill people. Hmm. Okay. Then the early morning hours of February 23rd, 10 11, a fire swept through one of the mines in Tonopah. 10 11? Like at 10 11? No. Time? Wait. Or is that a year? <laughs> no, it's 1911. I'm like, 10 11? That makes no freaking sense. I'm going way back in time. Okay. Either this is a really old story or she knew the exact time. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's 1911. I'm so sorry. A fire swept through one of the mines because of miscalculation and mistakes made by senior mine officials, 17 miners experienced a horrible, horrible death. After which the whole town, I mean, I've seen, I saw pictures, like they had all these coffins and at the time, it was like 14 coffins because they still hadn't found the three, but the three dead men. Um, but they followed, the whole town came out and followed these coffins mm. to the cemetery. So it it was all dressed in black. It was rather, I mean, it was disconcerting to see. But on the other hand, the whole town got together to mourn these men, you know. Mm. I ended up that there was three more. So now there's a total of 17. They were all buried uh, in the Tonopah Cemetery, which was built in 1901. It filled up rather quickly, the miners, as well as with the Tonopah plague victims and other townspeople. So it filled up and they closed it that year, okay, in 1911 and built a new one which is still being used. All right. So this definitely wasn't the only mine fire. I guess it happened a lot. Um, The last leading to the closure of the mine in 1942. So there was no more mining after 1942. That was the last mine that was active. One of the miners killed in this last fire was Clarence David. In 1985, so now we're going way up. So 1985, His children, Leona and Leroy, opened a motel next to the Tonopah Cemetery. Now, Clarence loved clowns. Oh, my gosh. The ghost adventures go here. He collected clown figurines. When Leona and Leroy opened the motel, they moved Clarence's clown collection of 150 figurines to the hotel lobby. And now you have the main topic of the episode, the clown motel. Nope. No, thank you. No. (laughs) The motel has changed hands since its opening. Bob and Deborah Perchetti 
bought the motel in 1995. And then in, 19, in 2019, the motel was purchased for $900,000 by its current owner, Ham Anad. Okay. So why in the heck would anybody buy a clown motel? Now this motel, I mean, it is a motel. It's not I was going to say, is it a working motel? Okay. It is a motel. Is there stuff around this area? One story. Now it kind of sits by itself with the site with the cemetery. Okay. Cool. The old cool, cool, old cool, cool, cemetery. Cool. And now this cemetery is super cool because the graves are like outlined with big rocks. It's they have like these wood crosses and stuff. Okay. It looks it looks crazy because we're talking the desert here. All right. Yeah. And you've got this cemetery that just lays out flat and you have the outline of the the burial ground itself with these rocks hand-placed rocks outlining where the guy is or woman is buried so it's just really different looking and spooky in itself now i'm not afraid of clowns so you know that doesn't affect me but um anyway (laughs) why would anyone buy a clown motel you ask you asked that right oh i'm wondering that yes for sure well, Bob Perchetti, Bob Perchetti decided to buy it because he was very passionate and dedicated to keeping Tonopah alive and well. I mean, yes, Ghost Adventures was there and the guy was interviewed and he was just so kind and just just a very nice man. The mm-hmm. Clown Motel was iconic and brought people into the town. So he thrived on hospitality and it was a perfect fit for him and his wife until it was time to retire. So the only reason he sold it was it was time to spend time with his grandchildren and great-grandchildren and, you know, just retire. Aned is an avid clown lover, and this stems back to the time when he was 14 years old in India. So he went to the circus that came to town in India, in a small village of India, and there were the elephants and, you know, every all this big these big animals and all I this understand activity. that that's and exciting. he was scared to death he only spent like five minutes there and he left and his friend talked him into the next day oh come back give it another try the circus is fun so he went back and again he was really scared until a clown came out and the clown made everybody laugh and so he looked at the clown as a very positive figure and a a clown to pick up your spirits and make you laugh. So from that moment on, he fell in love with clowns and he just collected clown figurines and clown whatever paraphernalia everywhere he went. He had about, let's see, 200 figurines of clowns. He decided that he was in 2017 he packed up his clown figurines all 200 of them and headed from (laughs) india to las vegas his family owned two hotels in las vegas and then in 2019 is when the clown motel came up for sale so the motel already had clowns in it yeah it had uh, 800 clowns in it now why did it have clowns already because I told you the people that Leona and Leroy opened it yeah. up for in in his their father's name, their father loved Clarence, loved clowns, and had a collection of clowns. Okay. 
So it really was just in the stars for this guy coming from India with all his totally. clowns. Totally. It, it was, was just written fate. in the stars for him. Totally fake. Because here he is with his suitcases full of clown <laughs> figurines with no place to put them. <laughs> and oh, two years after gosh. he comes to America, this clown motel opens up and his brother helps him buy it. Talk and about a he- rare thing, though, for serial killers now. I mean, who out there loves clowns this much that they would open up a clown-themed hotel motel restaurant what have you it opened up for him that's crazy crazy so he added his 200 clowns to the 800 clowns that came with the property makes a thousand clowns so you ask okay was this man with his clowns scared of this motel because here he is out in the boonies out in the desert the closest thing to him right next door i mean it's right there. At least his is neighbors are quiet. Old cemetery. Are they though? Is this old Ooh. cemetery? Right? So it's like, is he scared? He admits that at first he actually was. And then he decided he was meant to be at that motel. I'd I say mean, so. The stars totally lined up for him. Something or somebody wanted him at that motel. Ooh. And they weren't going to mess with him because they wanted him there. So they weren't going to mess with him. After this revelation, he settled down comfortably in the clown motel. But this does not mean that the motel is not haunted because it is very haunted. For those of you with cholerophobia, the fear of clowns, you have that. I don't, I don't, they just give me heebie-jeebies. I think any thing like a mascot or something a human dressed in like these big costumes bothers me like so halloween doesn't bother me but like of a clown wouldn't bother you okay it just it just, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> okay so, so you have yeah. col- you have cholerophobia okay that's what it's called somewhat yeah okay, okay. interesting the man. lobby itself with this phobia the lobby itself would overwhelm you and put you into a phobic shock Mm -mm. i mean there's more clowns there now clowns don't look happy they look sinister annette has has added to the clown collection so now there's two thousand there's two thousand clowns good for him he's doing well with his motel and everybody says that's two thousand in the lobby just the lobby Wait, so he has all the rooms decorated too? I I actually she have gave, this. She gave me a shh finger. My next sentence for all is, those not you watching. have the heebie-jeebies yet, Beth. <laughs> That's my next no, sentence. No, Mom, not at all. <laughs> okay, I personally do not mind clowns. I mean, I don't really But like you still them. wouldn't want to be in a room with 2,000 of them. I wouldn't be in a uh, Yeah, but with dolls, dolls would freak me out even more. Okay, dolls would be... That would freak me out even more. But okay, I'm not afraid of them, except when we were in the tunnels in Astoria. And that stupid clown in the corner, that sensory clown. Oh, that thing was that looked like it. And it was hanging up and it was in the dark corner of the tunnel and it kept going off. What's that clown's name from the movie that movie? It. No, the movie's name is. Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah. Good and job, Mom. 
Thank you. It kept going <laughs> off. Remember that? I mean, not constantly. Yeah, no, I remember. Just every now and then. It, it but just, it was like a, it was a motion detector one. Yeah. And but there would nobody, be nobody around there. It was in a dark corner. Off. Yeah. It was weird. But then they did have, that one was just a scary clown. They did have Pennywise too. Mm-hmm. Standing somewhere else. Ooh. Okay. So that was scary. I have to say. I forgot all about that. Don't get me wrong. The clowns are not the things that are haunted, per se, in this motel. But there have been plenty of reports of paranormal activity. Guests have reported disembodied voices coming from rooms, weird laughing in the corridors. And according to Parchetti, the previous owner, one guest of the motel claimed to wake up to find a full-bodied clown apparition. No! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Can you even imagine a clown? I'd rather be haunted by a ghost standing at the edge of your bed, staring. I'd at rather you. see like a creepy woman dressed in white than just a clown, just like <laughs> standing there. Oh, okay. My gosh. <laughs> the crew of Ghost Adventures visited both the cemetery and the clown. Motel. Zach hates clowns, right? Isn't that yes, one of Zach his, like... has colorphobia really bad. Really bad. So it could be like, because I mean, where are they getting all of these clowns, right? Like, could it be like attachments to these clowns that makes people you know really think it's coming from the cemetery? Cemetery. But, you yeah, know, they're I mean... probably like, what the hell is happening? This is such a weird thing right next to where I'm buried. <laughs> I'm resting in peace over here. What are you smiling at? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, keep hitting my microphone. I have to scroll up just a minute. It was, I found it actually. Um, Ghost Adventures season 14, episode 10 on the Travel Channel. And if I remember correctly, you, myself, and Alex watched this together. Which we normally do anyway. Okay. So find my place. Clown apparition. Okay. Clown apparition standing at the edge of the bed. Oh my God. Okay. Now, as we said, Zach has definite cobrophobia. I mean, he's really bad. And I'm not going to make fun of Zach this time. I commend him for taking this assignment. Because I'll tell you right now, if anybody said, okay, walk into a room by yourself late at night and all in that room, there's a bunch of stuffed snakes or pictures of snakes. I wouldn't do it. I would not do it because that is my phobia. And there's no way in hell I would do that. No. So I commend him for going into, you know, knowing his phobia and going into (sighs) this this dark room knowing it's surrounded by these staring i dressed as a clown for halloween once (laughs) yeah lorraine my stepmom made that costume and i remember really wanting to be a clown that year for some reason oh okay so the crew did capture some things right when zach started recording himself walking towards the lobby door and this is during the daytime A door next to the lobby just randomly opened on its own. I mean, opened wide. But this wasn't the only time doors open and close. Many guests, as well as the housekeepers, 
have reported doors opening and closing on their own. There wasn't much from the cemetery during the cruise investigation. People have reported yeah, dark. They're partying over at the motel. Well, people. Why have... would they? Why would they want to hang out at the cemetery yeah, when you got cemetery. all that fun stuff it's happening so dark. right there's there? There's clowns next door. <laughs> I know, and at like a motel, like there's like mini bars and other people there. I don't know about the mini bars. But... <laughs> so people have reported those seeing like dark shapes actually coming up out of the graves. Oh my gosh! Like shadow figures. I and... would prefer that. Walk over an apparition of a clown still. And then just walking, you know, along the graves and stuff. I'd this love has to see it. been yes. this has been reported. They've also reported voices and sobbing coming from the graveyard. But the oh. night the crew was out, which was mostly nothing. Billy, there was nothing. There was really nothing going on. Zach was that out was there too, too but there was just nothing that happened. That's too bad. Now Billy had, you know, he likes to invent these things. And and in that, I give him respect because he invents these really cool things. This time it was this contraption where he turned a handle to conduct electric energy along a cable that ran from the cemetery. So he placed it by a grave and Mm -hmm. he turned this cable and the energy ran from along the cable, which stretched all the way to a hotel room where Zach was sitting And there was a light bulb connected to the end of that cable. So when the light bulb came on, then Zach knew that the current had run all the way. Okay. And they were thinking that maybe they could get a spirit to ride that current or something. (laughs) Ride that current? Like, I'm not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really sure. Go to the circus, honey. Let's go. (laughs) let's ride that current but uh zach did record a male voice saying hello it turned on when the bulb turned on oh that's so that was pretty cool and it was clear as day it wasn't their usual okay listen doesn't this say you know blah 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 and And it's like (laughs) oh my gosh it said zach are you here in this room They did one of those. I'm like, that doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like, is Sally here or something? I don't know. I had a complete different, different, yeah, I don't like, no. You always walk away from those like, (laughs) they heard that? What? Oh, so like I said, I'm not going to make fun of Zach this time because I do give him kudos for facing his fears. Mm -hmm. And he did walk into this lobby late at night when it's pitch dark by himself okay now i don't know whether you remember this part but all three of us were totally like <gasps> aghast and amazed at what happened next zach is slowly walking around the lobby of course he's totally freaked out right by all these clowns sure and he doesn't make light of it when all of a sudden wait okay wait, let me back zach up. not being dramatic what So not only are there figurines of clowns, there's paintings of clowns and there's dolls that are clowns and there's life-size clowns. Okay. No, there's one that's as big as a man. I mean, it looks like a man is sitting in a chair, but he's a clown. Okay. In his right arm, he's holding a, another clown, like a clown doll. 
okay his Get other it. arm is by by his side and it, it's on his lap now if you remember way back zach is walking around and all of a sudden the hand that's on the clown's leg slips down and they showed this like 10 times because it was really I, feel like cool. I remember this really cool evidence i mean it Zach, you know, the next day he's jumping up and down and he's doing whatever he can saying, I didn't move this, you know, I didn't move it by walking and I wasn't even walking at that time. And the the hand was sitting on his thigh and literally slowly just move down to the side. Ooh. Yeah. And like I said, the hand was a big, I mean, this was the, this was a very tall, like a very tall man sitting in this seat. It was nope. a big doll and his Gosh. hands were the hands of a man i mean it was just eerie anyway and then probably to see a real man sitting in that costume no. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> then to li literally see that big fake hand moving just sliding slowly okay like, okay so crazy <laughs> oh Zach totally freaks out, of course. I mean, I think we freaked out too when we saw that. And when Billy finally joined him, he was beside himself. He was outside. He he left the lobby immediately and he was outside. He told Billy, I'm so scared right now. I'm ready to cry. <laughs> he really looked like Aww. he was. He was so scared. He wasn't faking. This was no acting going on. He was scared to death. As for the new owner, Aned, he says he hears sounds from unoccupied rooms. He hears footsteps, knocking, and voices. He believes that these are spirits that have come to visit from the graveyard. Quote, this was how I knew they were telling me we are here, but don't worry about that, he said. He's never had a bad encounter. He's never had a scary encounter. He, they just make themselves known. That's it. Now, there are certain rooms that have more activity than others. In these rooms, bathroom doors open and close on their own, whispers, and in one case, a group of women, this is hilarious, a group of women reported that their toilet wasn't working, and a ghost all of a sudden appeared in the bathroom and offered to fix it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Have you ever heard of that happening? My beer is empty. My beer is empty. <laughs> Nothing. How would you freak out if all of a sudden your beer picked up right now and floated i'll tell back. you right now mom we would get some ratings on youtube <laughs> i mean you better get some <laughs> fish wire on that and start moving it. my beer is empty <laughs> <laughs> because so are the are the rooms decorated though like because some people are staying at the motel to be scared Anand actually made theme rooms. Okay. Okay. So there's a Friday the 13th room, oh, a Halloween gosh. room, an exorcist room, and of course, oh, good. an it room. What is in the exorcist room? Like, just like puke? Mm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the green puke is painted on the all wall. The room, all the way around. <laughs> I mean, what is hilarious. how do you decorate an exorcist theme i don't know but that would be so good that's such a good idea thanks not just a hat rack <laughs> <laughs> 
So I did get online because I'm serious about staying at this motel. No, um, you will not. Yeah, I'm I'm dead serious about it. They you even allow pets. Oh yeah. Oh, I am so going here. And it's like the rooms are anywhere from like 85 for the plain ones. And I, I mean, they're really plain. They're just plain, comfortable rooms. Uh, the reviews on it said that the motel is very, very clean. And uh, hey, they even rent out EFM readers for $45. And then you get the money back. What's the ha- that's half the cost of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it is half the cost of the room. They uh, the the themed rooms are a little bit more expensive. Well, you have to um, choose the exorcism room because I'm super curious about that. <laughs> so I would stay in a haunted hotel. I would stay in a haunted motel, but this just I don't know. There's something about this one. I just I don't know if I could. I'm going to. I am so going to do this. Oh, hey. Now, <laughs> what I found. That when I was on their website looking at the prices of the rooms and availability and all that other stuff, I did note uh, a line that kind of stood by its alone. It said, quote, paranormal experiences are not guaranteed under any circumstances and no refunds will be issued. I mean, unfortunately, they've had to put that for a reason. I know. That's what I was thinking. It was like, so people have actually come up and said, nothing happened. Give me my money back. I'm sure. Well, they're not selling themselves as a haunted motel. They're selling themselves as a clown. But even if they were, you're never, you never go into a paranormal investigation thinking always getting that you're going to get something. I know. I mean, Billy was in the cemetery and didn't get anything. Like, huh? People are stupid. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I'm serious about this. And then maybe not on my trip, but then Tom said something about, yeah, I got a conference in Las Vegas next April or May or whatever. And he's like, if you come with me, we can go down there and stay a night there. Tom would stay there. Oh, my God. Well, he doesn't believe in any of this. I'm going if Tom goes. Okay. That would be amazing but he is not he refuses to go in on any investigations with us no 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 no. just tom's experience in a clown motel just think about that for a second i don't think anybody wants to miss out on that we have to document that in itself haunting or no haunting i will pay double i don't want my money back i want to pay double to witness that wait tom in a motel (laughs) oh those of the those wow this beer kicked in those that have been listening to us for a while you've been introduced to tom you know tom no i can't see him in the clown motel but he did he offered it up and i'm making this public because he can't go back on his word (laughs) no it's official now it's It's like tape he goes oh well i'll go with you down there I think he said that, or he said, adios, I'll be at the conference, you go down there by yourself. Or maybe he meant, like, go and see it, but he's not staying there. Uh, True that, that could have been, (laughs) I'm going to have to clarify. See it, (laughs) saw it, see ya. Done. (laughs) Oh, so, anyway, I can't believe you didn't jump on this right away and know what I was talking about. I had a feeling, um, because I remember the ghost of interest in the clown motel but i didn't remember it was in nevada so when you said clown penis with your drink i was like 
they had a clown motel that was haunted, but I don't know if that was in Nevada. Yes. So I had to do it just for you because I know you. Yeah. No, that would be, oh my gosh. Can you imagine a clown apparition? Oh my gosh. That is so scary. I would, I would prefer a child spirit. Like just, uh, yeah, that's how terrifying a clown just (laughs) with a red nose, just like standing. Oh, no, no. You know what? I, I kept, I kept seeing, I mean, to me, I, I clowns, but when they kept talking about clown apparitions and stuff, I kept saying Gacy. Yeah. That's, that's what I kept seeing. And it was, there was a clown too. in um, the, I liked American Horror Story. Like the first season was the best. And then we tried to watch the seasons after that. And I, I've lost interest. They're just too gory for me now. But one of the ones was a clown and it just, that was rough, (laughs) rough, scary. Oh, we're going to have to cover Gacy. Yeah. Unfortunately we will. I got a lot of a lot of pictures of things from that museum that I visited in Savannah. You know, that was my very first true crime podcast was about Gacy. It was my favorite murder and I fell in love with podcasts. <laughs> I was like, this is really cool. It's right there fun. on my phone. I can listen to anything. I was hooked. It's a long time ago. Oh, so and my here dear. we are, episode 144. Woo-woo! Oh, wow. Okay, well, for resources, you know where to find them. KillerHorrorPodcast.com. Then you can also find links to our social media, Patreon, all the good stuff. If you guys want to hear my, you know, we're, we're going to, we have topics, uh, true crime, paranormal topics that we talk about but we also just have more of a lighter banter uh but an episode comes out every other week there so five dollars a month yep uh the link to patreon is going to be on our website it's also in the description of this episode so that we'll see what else do i need to say oh spooky season is upon us it's here it's coming it'll be here uh i have some really fun cocktails planned and some super spooky stories so get excited all right hey you know what would be fun is for our listeners to send in stories please well i mean anytime but yeah yeah we could have if we get enough hello yeah send us listeners listeners episode please send us your stories that'd be really fun to do a spooky share some stories oh my gosh yeah special episode or halloween okay Well, mom, this is a fun one. (laughs) All I have is a highball glass. (laughs) It's an empty bottle. (laughs) You enjoyed that clown penis. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, mama. Cheers. I love you, kid.